0: The podcast is kind of Skeletor-free this episode. I'm not sure where he is. I'm kind of surprised he didn't bust up the coronation, because that definitely seemed like the plan. He's probably off moping somewhere. I could have looked up some planned stuff to do the podcast myself, but I had to do a current events project for my journalism class, and it was already a WAV file, and I got a B on it, so it's pretty good. The point is, you're getting my interview series this time. I chose to do it on the re-coronation of Randor, Though everyone just wanted to talk about what happened with Skeletor. And just so you feel like you've still got some plant stuff, um, most plants are green. But not all of them. There you go. And now for the interviews. Hi, Too Bad.
1: Thanks for agreeing to the interview. Absolutely. I could see why you wanted our perspective, after all. Two heads are better than one. Ha. Get it? Because we got two heads.
0: Yeah, got it. So, what did you see on the night of the re
1: So I was over by the buffet table getting some of those little Crabulous Puffs. The ceremony was already starting, but it was the boring bit. Oh, wait,
2: wait, wait. It already started? I thought I saw Marlena talking to Triclops. That would have been uh before the ceremony started.
1: No, hold on. That was Manny Faces. Triclops was off that night. His improv comedy group is on Friday nights, remember?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Sounds right. It was hard to see through all the Andrina disguises we was wearing.
1: I'm honestly surprised that they let any of us in, given their feelings about buzz-off.
2: or oh, diplomatic relations, probably. But I did wonder why they won any flowers in the great hall for the ceremony. Totally makes sense, though, that they didn't want the re-coronation interrupted by, uh, pollinating.
1: Yeesh, no thanks. So, I was at the buffet table, and then there was that uh, trumpet call, and everyone started moving towards the chairs.
2: Yeah, but I wasn't really invited. Well, uh, none of us were. And I didn't want to steal someone's chair, so I just sort of hovered near the back. And also, I didn't want to move too far away from the buffet table, because they were going to start bringing out desserts soon. Oh,
1: did you try the salted caramel mousse?
2: I did. I need to get the recipe for Whiplash.
1: Oh, so anyway, I'm standing at the back, and then the officiator come out, And he presented the crown and scepter, started doing the whole rigmarole. I mean, if you've seen one recoronation, you've seen them all.
2: Honestly, I was mostly distracted by Prince Adam. He had the collar of his tunic popped up, and he kept saying he was tagging the
1: wall. Is that what he was doing? Oh, but it was in pencil, and it just said graffiti.
2: Yeah, I think he's... Going through some things.
1: Uh, Skeletor was there near the front, and uh, I thought it was really nice of Randor to make sure he had an invitation. I get that they're family, but it's not like, you know, they have the best relationship.
2: I can't even imagine what the holidays are Oh, like. I know. I noticed that Skeletor kept readjusting his eyebrows, and then finally he stood up and was going to the side doors toward the bathroom. And then the ceremony got incredibly boring. You know, the long part with they list of royal duties. I can see why Skeletor opted for using contract whiz to get the transfer of power done. The pomp and circumstance is a little much. Yeah,
1: especially when you're on re-coordination. Uh, eight? Hey,
2: don't look at me. I stopped counting after four.
1: Uh, so all of that was going on, and I kept waiting for Skeletor to come back. Uh, let's be clear, he did not ask us to come.
2: Or invite us.
1: Or invite us, but if Skeletor was planning to be king again, he was going to need minions. And also, I really wanted those uh, contractarians paid off because I've been sleeping in a pantry for the last week, so I was ready for Skeletor to take over again and hopefully get some of our issues handled.
2: And the buffet is always so good. That's before the waitstaff starts circulating with those horse duvers for the post-coronation ball. It's a good scene if you're tired of eating Pop-Tarts, which is mainly what's in the pantry right now.
1: But Skeletor just never came back, I thought. I heard this loud kind of gobbled squawk from the bathroom around uh, the time when they were handing Randor the royal scepter, but then the royal orchestra started playing Celebrate by uh cool the Gang.
2: Which they completely stole from Skeletor's coronation plan.
1: Oh, you'd think they'd have time to plan something different, or at least he'd change it up slightly.
2: Eh. Once the band started up, I wasn't able to hear whatever was happening very clearly, but by then my hands were covered in crabulous puff grease, so I needed to go wash them anyway.
1: I get to the bathroom and Skeletor wasn't in there. The sink was running, the supply cabinet was open, and there was this mountain of damp, torn-up rolls of toilet paper spilling out of it. The potpourri bowl shattered. And one of the paintings had a slash in it. The bathroom was a disaster.
2: So I tried to clean it up some and throw away the ruined teepee.
1: And then I washed my hands and went back to the
2: party. 90% sure it was Skeletor creating a distraction. He almost certainly lured in some bathroom attendants by alerting them to the mess, knocked him out, swapped outfits with him, And stuffed him in a broom closet. Oh, he
1: probably went to retrieve the re-coronation contract and destroy it before it could get to the palace registrar.
2: It's exactly the kind of complicated plan he loves.
1: Oh, that guy in his disguises. Seriously, I've had to talk him out of going to the hardware store dressed as a cheery barkeep. Like, he had props that he wanted to bring with him. He'd been working on a voice, and I'm trying to gently convince him that this is not really necessary.
2: And all we needed was what, picture hooks or something? Yeah,
1: the Snake Mountain Picture Day prints had just been framed.
2: Oh, I was blinking in about half of those photos.
1: Ah, yeah, Crest looked amazing, though. So anyway, I went back to the ceremony, just in time for the balloon drop, which, again, all Skeletor-themed balloons, and then one big banner that said, Congratulations, it's a girl! But that was crossed out, and written above it was just, Suck it, Randy!
2: Ah, siblings, am I right?
1: Yeah, you said it.
2: I remember that one time I was mad at you, and I put whipped cream in your hand while you were sleeping, and then tickled you, but you accidentally hit me in the face with the whipped cream instead.
1: And then I tried to retaliate by putting your hand in warm water! Ha <laughs> ha! I didn't really think that one all the way through.
0: Thanks for agreeing to do this, Whiplash. How do you remember it happening? The re-coronation ceremony? Oh, yeah! I totally remember it. It went exactly
3: like
4: this.
0: What happened? Um, you didn't say anything, you just played a guitar solo.
4: Well, that's how I remember it. And that's how I learned not to put bees in my mouth! Well, that's how I learned it the second time, anyway. I'm sorry, uh, what were we talking about? Oh yes, uh, <laughs> the re <coronation> ceremony! <laughs> it was so exciting! As soon as I got home from it, I had to update my bucket list. That's the list I keep of interesting buckets I've seen. The ones at the palace were so shiny! I was worried that Skeletor might try to put one of them over my head to try to convince me it was nighttime and I should go to sleep, the way he did when I accidentally made chili using coffee beans instead of regular beans and got so excited that I got tangled up in my chest harness and couldn't find my arms. But this time, Skeletor didn't have to put any of the buckets on my head, because it was already night time. And also, I knew where my arms were. Instead, he came up to me and said, Beastman, you look very handsome in your fancy new chest harness. I am proud of you for knowing where your arms are and for being good. When we get back home, you can chew on all my plants. Even the ones that have signs on them that say, do not chew. <laughs> At least, that's what he probably said. I wasn't really paying attention, because there was a person carrying around a tray of crunchy, fishy things to chew on, uh, and another person carrying around a tray of cheesy, plenty things to chew on, and another person carrying around a tray of glasses. I was pretty sure I wasn't supposed to chew on those, but I wanted to try them again just to make sure. It turned out I was right the first three times. The glasses were not for chewing on. I was going to warn Skeletor about them. But when I found him, a mustache man in a trench coat and fedora was handing him a piece of paper. I think it must have been either a note reminding him that he had just drank a lot of water, or else uh, maybe it just had dripping noises written on it. Because after he read it, Skeletor hurried to the bathroom. And then there was lots of talking, and King Randor got a hat and a stick that were very shiny, which was nice for him. But then the confetti cannons went off when they did the balloon drop, and I started barking. So I was asked to leave, which was nice, because usually people don't ask first. So I went outside to bark for a little while. There was a trail of bits of toilet paper and potpourri crumbs leading from outside the bathroom window. I was going to follow it, but then I saw a moth, and I really thought it was probably Fluffy, so I followed her instead. I did eventually realize it wasn't Fluffy, though, because she wasn't wearing the other half of that Best Friends Forever necklace that I gave her. But by the time I noticed that, I I was lost. Too bad found me in the palace maze after the ball. Oh, uh, but then we went for Froyo. I had Raspberry Ripple. Too bad paint extra for sprinkles. And then he even let me hog the horn once when we were driving back. (laughs) Wait, what was I supposed to be talking about?
0: Hey, Duncan. Thanks for being part of the class project thing I'm doing. Please tell me what you remember from the re-coronation.
5: Oh, uh, it was nice. I think the whole staff did a lovely job. Really, one of the better re-coronations we've had. Definitely in the top... Five? I can't remember how many there have been now, but it was a real delight. Very happy with how it turned out. So I did see Skeletor. We exchanged a few words. We actually had a bit of a conversation about azaleas, and I learned that, well, it's probably not what you wanted to hear about in this interview. Skeletor and I sat down for the ceremony, and I was a bit busy with he. Prince Adam. He was pretending to smoke for some reason, and he ended up lighting his bangs on fire. When I looked back, Skeletor was gone. And. And I really think that we should let Skeletor have his privacy about this. I'm sure he left for a perfectly good reason. And we should be supportive of that. Maybe he just didn't like watching Randor take the throne again. No doubt he's a little sensitive about that. So I'm sure that whatever happened, it was not at all something we need to investigate or even think about. Just a man leaving an event for perfectly normal reasons that probably aren't embarrassing at all.
4: It seemed pretty embarrassing to me.
5: Well, Mechanic, it's a good thing you weren't there and didn't see anything. So, in conclusion, it's probably nothing, and I'm sure that Skeletor is just
6: fine. Oh, yeah. I was at the re-coronation ceremony, if you could call that a ceremony. I mean, where was the majesty? Where was the tradition? They didn't even play that game where the subjects make their own crown out of partially digested kelp. Or the one where everybody tries to guess the weight of the deposed former monarch's severed head. I mean, how difficult would it have been to inject a little bit of regality into the evening? Nothing too elaborate. But it seems like the least they could have done was have the tyrannical leader reaffirm his power over his constituents by arriving in a giant scallop shell drawn by a team of 50 seahorses, then emerged triumphantly, bearing a giant pearl which he uses to smash a giant boulder that has the word freedom written on it. Heck, we used to do that for birthday parties. The grabulous Puffs were pretty good, though. I'll give him that.
0: Okay. Did you happen to see what Skeletor was doing?
6: Skeletor? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was using his telescoping net to look over a medium-sized wall.
0: Are you sure that was Skeletor? Not maybe... I don't know, Mechanic.
6: Oh my gosh, it probably was, wasn't it? This is so embarrassing. I really am getting much better about telling my surface dwellers apart, but in a party environment where everybody was all dressed up and not wearing their usual clothes? I just... Please don't tell Skeletor about this. He's bound to be in a foul mood already, and hearing that his best friend mistook him for a totally different air breather is only going to make things worse.
0: If you didn't see Skeletor, then what makes you think he's in a bad mood? I mean, other than having met him before.
6: Well, if he wasn't that guy with the telescoping neck, then he must have been that other surface dweller who kept running headlong into that wall. That sort of head is sure to ruin anyone's soggy disposition.
3: I am not Skeletor.
0: I am... Rare man. Rare I am 70% certain of that. That's not a very high percentage. I was told that there would be no math on this exam. It's not a... Fine. No more math. Thank you. The reason that I know
3: I am not Skeletor is that I was looking for Skeletor so that I could prank call
5: him.
0: You know, that's not normally the sort of thing you do in person. Of course it is! See? What you do is, you tell the person that you
5: ain't
3: Ram Man, and then you ask them if their refrigerator is running. And if they say yes, then you ask if it has arms and legs, and then when they say yes to that, then you have them take you to their refrigerator so that you can put the refrigerator's hand in a bowl of warm water. I forget what happens after that, but then you run headfirst into their wall. Why would you do that? Because, remember how, at the beginning of the prank, I told them I wasn't Ram
0: Man? Well, I am, Ram man. That's the prank. I think we're done here. So, Perfuma, thank you for volunteering to be part of my class project. Though, I don't think I reached out to you.
3: That's okay. Just because
0: you didn't think of me doesn't mean I'm not still
3: willing to help. Well, it wasn't that. It was more that- So you want to know why Skeletor didn't interrupt the re-coronation, right? I was surprised, too. I thought for sure he would. That's sort of his thing, you know? sowing mint in the garden plot, as the old saying goes. Does it? And he certainly looked ready to reclaim the throne. He was wearing his most royal cowl. The one with the ermine-looking trim. It's vegan, though. I checked. So I could know how I felt about it. Because I was definitely inclined to feel like he looked incredibly handsome and regal. But if it was adorable baby ermines that were part of that look, well, I was going to be conflicted at the very least, you know? However, I subtly touched some of the trim when he wasn't looking. It was faux fur. Don't get me wrong. It was the nice, expensive kind of faux fur, but it was definitely faux. And then he was even hotter than he was before because, yes, he was powerful and intimidating, but he still got faux fur. And so I knew that deep in his heart, he really is the sweet, wonderful guy that I know he is. And he tries so hard to hide.
0: So is that why he didn't interrupt the re He was too, um, sweet to do it? Oh,
3: no, I don't think so. I mean, he is definitely sweet and wonderful, but also megalomaniacal. It's part of his character arc. No, I'm sure he intended to interrupt the ceremony. It even looked like he was practicing his grand gesture to himself while sitting there. He kept making little hand motions and muttering to himself while glaring menacingly into the middle distance.
0: (sighs) Well, that part tracks, at least.
3: But suddenly, he stood up. Not that I was only watching him, but there's something so noble about his mean, you know?
0: Not sure. What does mean mean? Hmm, like bearing, I guess?
3: I actually am not sure now that you ask.
0: No, you have it right. I'm looking it up. It means air or bearing, particularly expressing of attitude or personality. Oh,
3: good. Exactly. So you see, a noble, refined mean.
0: Oh, definitely. Remind me to show you a little video I have of his tetherball skills. Riley, you have a video of that?
3: I can't wait to see his athletic prowess. His skill on the tethered circle of valor.
0: Later, later. So, what happened next?
3: Oh, right. So, someone in a trench coat and fedora walked in and gave him a piece of paper, then left.
0: At first, I thought,
3: it might be a romantic gesture. Like, maybe someone was expressing their love for him? I mean, come on, trench coat and fedora? That is the official outfit of an illicit tryst. And then he waited for that person to leave before pulling his cowl down over his face and slipping out from the pew and heading out toward the bathrooms. And then I was sure it was a tryst, which would be great for him.
0: Right? Really? Well,
3: sure, I was a little jealous. I can admit that, but I'm just glad that he was happy. in exploring ways to be happy with other people, too. It doesn't mean that nothing could ever happen between us. Actually, that proves that he is a deeply passionate person who is capable of being swept up in complex desires and pursuing those desires even when there's something else he wants too. And then he wants both power, but also to connect with another person. And when he comes down to it, he's willing to risk all that power and years of planning.
0: I mean, he put this plan together in a few weeks, and I'm pretty sure he spent like three hours tops on the actual plan part. The rest was spent picking out his cowl and ordering discount commemorative tchotchkes.
3: And he let all of those tchotchkes go to indulge in a moment of impulsive, overwhelming passion. Or so I thought.
0: Whoa, did you just give me a plot twist? Yep. Okay, you got me. So, what was it, really?
3: It was a moment of impulsive, overwhelming passion. With me.
0: Whoa. I know! Hold on. Before I let you keep talking, I'd like to put some firm ground rules. I may be over 18, but this is for a school project. And frankly, I really don't want too many details of Skeletor's love life. Or anyone's, really. Except my own. Not that I have a love life. I mean, also, not that I don't have a love life. Just, not that I don't not have one. Just, you know what? Just, just go
3: Oh my god, you have a special friend.
0: Oh, God, please, please don't use that term. It makes it feel so gross, and I really don't know why, but I don't like it. You do! You have a boyfriend? No, and this really isn't any- Girlfriend. Reason. No, and I'm not going to talk about it with you. Them
3: friend.
0: Look, I just- I'm not going to-
3: it's just-
0: You do! You have a them friend! Shh! Just stop. It's not like a thing yet, so-
3: Oh, Okay. Don't worry, I'll be cool. I'll be very cool. Good. Look at how cool I'm
0: being, even though, oh my god, I'm so happy for you.
3: But I won't say that, because I'm being cool.
0: (sighs) About Skeletor,
3: please. Oh, yes. So, I followed him out to see if I was right, and also, maybe a little bit to get a better look at the person who gave him the piece of paper, so I could be accurate in my fanfiction later.
0: You read fanfiction about Skeletor?
3: Only sometimes. And I never show it to anybody. Well, without changing the names first. Anyway, it's a healthy outlet. So I was sneaking out into the hall and I saw him slip into the bathroom. I leaned against the door to hear if someone was in there. And then I was going to leave, I swear. But the door wasn't shut and when I leaned against it, it swung open. I felt myself falling and made a pile of petals appear on the floor to soften my fall but someone was already catching me. I felt these muscular, taut arms surround me and hold me to a firm, chiseled chest as we both tumbled to the floor. A cloud of cherry blossom petals lifted into the air and began to float softly down to our faces. Through the snowy petals, I found myself looking into the deep, soulful sockets of a former evil overlord who was still the dictator of my heart. Mirrored in those depths was an expression I'd never seen before. Rage and something else. Something hungry. Troublesome woman, he growled. Then he softened and pulled me close to his chest. You could have hurt yourself, he whispered. I looked up at him. His face burned with possession and desire, which softened to wonder as he saw the same desire in the flush of my cheeks and the parting of my lips. Perfuma? He said hesitantly. May I? He asked. And there was such softness and vulnerability in the question that it nearly broke me. Our faces were inches apart. Yes. I breathed and leaned closer to his mouth. And I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, okay. Well, you probably get the picture about what happened next.
0: I'm trying to avoid the picture, actually. So that's what happened, huh? Oh, yeah. See, and it's not that I don't believe you, but the reason I didn't ask you to help with my interview project is that I thought you didn't go to the re Didn't I? I mean,
3: I've been to so many already.
0: I thought I did. Okay, fair. But how many of those ended in the scene with Skeletor?
3: Hmm. None so far. But, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm a little precognizant. So if it wasn't this coronation, then probably the next one, I'm guessing.
0: Good to know. Okay, well, I'll save this audio for next time, then. Oh, great idea. Glad I could help. Yep, I know. Okay, well, I need to wrap this up so I can go dig a hole and scream into it for an hour until I forget everything you just said.
3: Well, it's a little late in the season to be planting shriek trees, but good luck.
0: So that's what we know. Maybe Skeletor will turn up. I guess we'll see. I don't know who's in charge of Snake Mountain at the moment. I think they might be drawing names out of a hat now. Stay tuned, and who knows? Next week, there might be some planned stuff. Ugh. Hello, this is Snake Mountain, LLC.
5: Riley? I'm glad it's you. I wanted to speak for a moment. I know you're probably worried about Skeletor. So, off the record... He's fine, and there's no need to panic. There was a little... incident. You see, we recently installed those automatic scent diffusers in the palace restrooms. That's not a problem. The bathrooms smell like a dense pine forest in the high mountains now. But I guess that no one was taking care to install them well above eye height. There was a bit of a spraying situation, and in the ensuing destruction, Skeletor's outfit was ruined, and he didn't want to be seen looking less than his best. Certainly not covered in shredded toilet paper, so he jumped out the window. It was only one story up, and he managed to land well, so I think he'll probably be okay if a bit bruised.
0: Wait, what was the piece of paper about then? Why did he go to the bathroom?
5: Piece of paper? Oh, the receipt from the balloon vendor. Yes, Skeletor is still owed on the balloons from the preparations for his own coronation. He wouldn't admit it, but I think he went to the bathroom for scheme reasons. He said it wasn't, but he said it in that way that he says things when he's not being entirely honest. You know the one I mean.
0: Uh, yes. I am very familiar with that tone. Well, I'm glad to know he's fine and just nursing his wounded pride.
5: Yes, although it's hardly his fault that the contractarians got a bit sloppy. Which is odd. They're normally very careful about such things. Wait, what? I know. Clarence apologized for it later. But he kept giggling the whole time.
0: Clarence? Mm. Would you describe him as scantily clad by any chance?
5: Well, it's certainly not my place to comment on other people's clothing decisions, but I did worry that he might be a bit cold in just, uh, undergarments.
0: Ah, uh, well, thank you for that update. And, uh, just be careful with the contractarians.
5: <laughs> uh, not to worry, we've already paid in full. We're not fools around here, you know.
0: Wish I could say the same thing about this place.
5: Do please call if Skeletor doesn't show back up in a day or two. Have a nice evening, Riley.
0: You too. Good night. Good night. Hey, Jerry. Please search for Can a Teenager Get a Bank Loan? Searching
3: for Can a Spleen Phase Hit a Spank Moan?
0: No, do not search for that.
3: I'm sorry. I couldn't find anything that matches that search term. Would you like to try again
0: or turn off safe search? Nope, nope. Never mind. They can figure it out on their own. Probably. Maybe. Hopefully. Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard and edited by Dan Mulcaron. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Too Bad is played by Jeff Aldrich and John Taylor. Whiplash is played by Liz Logan. Beastman is played by Rafael Medina. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Man at Arms is played by Jared K. Anderson. Ram Man is played by Jay Ediden. Perfuma is played by Megan Bob. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at garden plots with Skeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at garden underscore plots, or through our website gardenplotswithskeletor.ca.r.r.d.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening.